What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Triple Thrift Podcast. My name is Drew, also known as Profit Monsters on YouTube, and Drew Thrifts and Flips on Instagram. I'm here with my two best friends, Joey Badabing22, your local mailman, and Josh, also known as Harry Tornado. And we get together every week or so, and we record these podcasts. We talk about reselling, we talk about YouTube, we talk about eBay, we talk about our lives, and everything in between. We all have different uh, methods and ways we run our businesses, so we'd love to get together and share those things with you guys, teach you guys a little bit, and also learn from each other. So hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast. If you're new, if you are a older listener, thank you so much for tuning back in. We hope that you enjoy the content that we constantly put out, and thank you so much for all your support. Before we get started, let Joey and Josh introduce themselves and tell us how their weeks have been. My week has been great, and we can talk about that more later as well. But Joey, why don't you say hi to the people? Hi, people. <laughs> what is going on, guys? I hope everyone's having a great day. It's Monday right now, and uh, tonight we do the Monday Night Listing on my YouTube channel. And um, I'm super excited. I'm super pumped. Today was a great day. Um, Destiny is full-time reseller. Shout out to Destiny. Um, today we just organized the room. Literally just went straight through my death pile. Want to get that all listed so Destiny can go outsourcing and get some new product in so we could make some moolah, baby. Let's go. Um, everything's been great. Been hustling, bustling, kicking the bucket, you know. <laughs> Doing my thing, <laughs> kicking, kick, um, kicking the bucket. I'm sure kicking that the bucket good? means dying. Hustling <laughs> <laughs> and hustling and dying. Josh, what's up? <laughs> oh, Josh, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, man. I am. Uh, I'm just living the dream, man. I life has just been going very smoothly lately. No hiccups. Um, I mean, I've just been super blessed. Uh, I'm sure you guys know that I'm starting to play a little bit more golf. Um, I was actually talking to Reezy Resells. He's been getting back into like skateboarding a lot lately as like a way to, you know, get away from the hustle of the job of reselling. Um, you know, it, it's certainly fun, like, you know, making videos and, and flipping stuff and making money. But if you don't have something to kind of, you know, escape to every once in a while, it can get really overwhelming. So I've started to play a lot more golf and I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. It's super motivating, um, you know, waking up early in the morning and, and you know, getting that done first thing. That way, when I get home, I'm just, um, you know, energized and focused. And I've actually been getting more work, work done after golf than I normally would have on a, on a regular non-golf day. So Josh, so let me, it's working out pretty good. Let me, let me ask you. So do you walk the holes or are you like kind of getting that exercise in? Like to get your blood yeah. flowing? Yeah, okay. we're walking. Yeah, I, I took a cart today. We played 18 holes today with a cart, but um, normally I play with my preacher for my church um, like Tuesday through Friday, uh, and we walk nine holes in, every morning. Nice. I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, I've been, I've been playing disc golf with some of my friends. We kind of all started getting into that, some guys from my church. And so we've been going like once a week. I got the... Um, the nets, like the chain link nets, I don't know what you call them, you know, the holes uh, for disc golf. I got one on Amazon and then I found one on Facebook Marketplace. So I got two in my backyard and I've been practicing my my clothes throws and then we go on the weekend sometime and play. And for me, that's been really helpful because my mindset is always like, go, 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 get it done, hustle, 
you know, don't buy more stuff until you have your, your other sourced items listed. So it's been really healthy for me to get out and, and even exercise. Like Joey was saying, we walk it, you know, it's normally we play two nine hole courses, uh, but it's just been really nice for me to kind of find a hobby in something. Cause I've, since I've owned my own businesses, like since back in gosh, almost 2013, I've owned my own businesses pretty much since 2013. Like I've never really had a hobby when I had my scooter shop and my motorcycle shop, which I've talked about in the podcast before I would like, sometimes I'd ride a scooter home or I'd, you know, just put gas in a scooter and go for a ride after work, you know, and that was kind of nice, but there was no one to really do it with, you know? So this is nice just to have some friends that we can all like get together, do something and, you know, we're all competitive. So we like to, you know, play against each other. So I've been enjoying that. I'd like to yeah. do it more often, but I'm not an early riser like Josh. I still, you know, will stay up till one or two in the morning and do listings, you know, or get my shipping done late at well, night. See, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like a natural early riser. Like my wife gets up every day at 4 a.m. every weekday at 4 a.m. to work out. And before I started playing golf, I'd wake up about when she was leaving for work around 630. And then I would just, you know, have a cup of coffee and check out some YouTube videos from like other resellers or other just people I follow on YouTube that have posted the day before and just try to, you know, wake up and get motivated to get work done. So now instead of doing that, I'm waking up at like, you know, 545, 6 a.m., you know, having my cup of coffee or whatever, hang out with Haley before she goes to work and we both leave at the same time. And when you play golf that early in the morning, there's nobody in front of you. And I'm a pretty fast golfer and my preacher is too. So, I mean, we can start at like, you know, 730 and be done by nine you know home by 9 30 and i'm basically starting work at the same time as i would have otherwise but in a much more motivated energy i guess nice speaking of speaking of golf clubs i just sold uh one of the irons that i got with my little brother and the youtube video that we just made i just listed it today so it's already it's already sold what did it sell for uh 29.99 free shipping um it was that's that's kind of like <laughs> Drew's face. It looked like you insulted him or something. Why? He's like, oh, oh, I, I would be kicking the bucket with that sale. <laughs> Why? But you only what'd you, what'd you pay that, for it? Like a couple that, bucks, two bucks. Yeah, it sounds like you under, underpriced like, it. I might have. I don't know. What what kind of club was it? It was a tailor made. Um, I think it's a ladies um, uh, iron. It was just a seven iron tailor made CR seven something like that. Mm. I'm yeah, I'm just I I'm mean, just messing with you either way. You know I'm just messing well with the you. the face you gave so it, me. I wish the people could see that. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I mean a sale a sale's a sale, especially when you get it that fast. So yeah. So one thing I will say, like a seven iron is not typically a club that sells super fast because that's somebody, whoever's buying that is replacing it in their set. Mm -hmm. So it's not every day somebody misplaces or breaks a seven iron, you Mm -hmm. know? So the fact that it sold so quickly does kind of lead me to believe that you underpriced it a good bit. So I Um, have typically with my seven irons, like tailor-made ping, stuff like that. I'm listening for $44.99 plus shipping. Really? And sometimes I might get offers of 35 bucks or whatever, and I'll accept that. But 29 free shipping, it's it does seem kind of low. Oh man. Cause I, I have a, so, did, I, I have a five iron. Joe, listen, I have a five iron and an eight iron that I just listed all 29.99 free shipping. Well, so I don't, well, here, here's, here's, here's my question, Joey. We'll just, we'll talk about this real quick because it's, it's very important for people to know, you know, 
first of all, did you look up comps when you bought the clubs? Second yeah. of all, did you look, look up comps when you listed the clubs? And, and third of all, did you, are you pricing them to sell fast? Cause you just want them gone or are you pricing them competitively? Like, are you trying to do, you know, the slow dime or the, or with the fast nickel slow dime, you know, approach? Well, I don't know. I just, I see them so selling as like sets, you know, so I didn't really see any like single ones. So I just kind of listed it at twenty nine ninety nine free shipping. I mean, I mean, they only cost probably about something, like something like that, something like that. That's going priority mail. I feel like it's always more beneficial unless you're basically running the hustle and hooks, like free shipping method for everything. You know, I would normally not run something like that as, as a free shipping when you're selling something for $29.99. Like it just seems like, you know, the amount of work, it depends on your business model, obviously. And anybody listening, you know, if you're selling something for $29.99, free shipping, priority mail, you know, that golf club, let's say is going to cost anywhere from like eight to maybe 11 or $12 to ship in a priority mailing tube. You know, so after eBay fees, you're looking at probably 25 and then you minus out, let's just say an average of $10 to ship. I'd rather over budget than under budget. So that's 15 minus the 299 that you spent, you know, is $13, you know, for, for one sale, then you got to put away money for taxes and, and whatever. So let's just call it, you're going to net profit 10 bucks. You know, is that worth your time, um, to make $10, for me personally, mm -hmm. I would say no, but maybe when I first started reselling, I would have picked up anything I could make a dollar on. So, you know, it, mm -hmm. it all comes down to where your business model is now, you know, or if you were just trying to sell them quickly because you just wanted to see, you know, if, if they would sell, but like I recently sold a golf club I for, guess... for, uh, go ahead. No, I guess I, I just. I don't know why I put free shipping because that's what they're going for around 29 to 39 bucks around, you know, around that ballpark, but it has plus shipping on there. So I, I guess I just messed up. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll change the other ones to plus shipping then. I mean, if you're I, trying I to be, yeah. Yeah. I just, I so made it, I made it. It's going to be a replacement club. Like whoever is buying that club isn't buying it because like they need a new seven iron. I mean, they are, it's not like, like they need it, you know, they're willing to pay for it. It's because it's, it's either get the replacement club or buy a whole new set. Right. And exactly. a seven iron, a five iron, all that stuff is necessary. You can't not have one of those. Right. So, I mean, I've like generally the pitching wedge, nine iron, eight iron, those are going to sell for a little bit more because those are, I guess, typically more likely to be lost on the green. Mm -hmm. um, but I, my irons, like I said, I don't think I have any irons priced below like 35 bucks plus shipping. Okay. Even like like older King Cobra irons that, I mean, they've, they sit for a long time, but eventually you're going to find somebody that needs it. Again, if you want to move them out in bulk, then yeah, go for it. Anytime I like feel like I'm making a video and I feel like I undersold something, I'll, I'll usually say like, yeah, I just wanted to move this out. You know, it's taking up a lot of room, <laughs> but it's like, sometimes it's like a coffee mug or something. It's like, ah, just, just taking up too much room in my store. Just want to move it out. Three ninety nine free shipping. <laughs> Well, if you still want to be competitive with the free shipping method, because a lot of people these days, because of Amazon and stuff like that, you know, will 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 um, filter their searches by free shipping first. You know, they obviously want to see what free shipping is. So what you want to do, you know, as a reseller is to increase your price to build shipping into the price. 
So instead of doing $29.99 plus shipping, just list it for $39.99 free shipping, you know, and then that way your shipping is essentially covered. I I just basically, I, you know, you do the self similar and I just, I guess I just miss misput the um the cal- either calculated shipping or i probably would have put like 12.99 you know flat rate shipping honestly so that's what i just did i just i mean you're uh, still making okay, i'm still making money you're still making just... money and 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 you just drop it in a mailing tube with a little bubble wrap around it it's not like it's a super hard item to ship or or an annoying item to pack up so at least you know there's that and you're still making money so i mean you're still doing good i'm not trying to trying to dog you on that but um you know, I'm all I'm all about the profits, baby. Like I'm all about the average sale price. My For I sure. just looked on o- over the weekend because I went thrifting with my buddy uh, Matt Easy. Shout out Matt if you're listening to this. Um, he's actually a friend from high school, middle school, and we've been friends, you know, through middle school and high school, and then you know college. He went somewhere else. Blah blah blah. And we reconnected because he started reselling on the side. And so it's been fun to kind of get get to know him again and hang out with him. And uh, we were talking about some of these things because he's a newer reseller and his like he's been reselling for, I would say, less than two months and his 90 day total is like almost 3K already. So I'm like, geez, dude, you're killing it. And he was saying like he's been watching Josh's videos and and my videos and Joey's videos and like, you know, he won't pick up shape ups, you know, and, uh, um, you know, he loves he loves Josh's videos because he loves golf clubs and he loves to go golfing. So he's always looking for golf clubs to flip. And he's like, yo, dude, Harry Tornado, you know, with that golf club set, like I want some of those so bad. But anyway, we were talking Mm -hmm. about average sale price and my average sale price right now on eBay, if you take your 90 day total and you divide it by the amount of sold items you have, that'll give you your average sale price. Mine is $66 right now. So, you know, I'm trying to keep my average sale price as high as possible. So I am like slowly moving out of picking up clothing that is less than like 30 to $40 unless I pay, you know, a dollar for it. And I know I can sell it for 20 or 25 pretty quickly, you know, but I'm not picking up that kind of stuff anymore as much because I do want to keep my average sale price as high as possible because that's just a goal for me personally. So, um, you know, just, I try to build my that into my business plan. Mine is $33.56. So, but your, I think your sell through, not bad. I, th- I think I'm... your sell through rate is higher than mine. Like you have way less listings and more solds than mine is I have more listings and less solds. So uh, like, I think I have 1500, yeah, 1500. I, I, I usually. Go ahead. How do you, Drew, how do you, <laughs> how do you do the thing again? How do you do the calculations? Take your 90 day total on eBay, like say it's 20,000 and then divide it by your solds. So if you have 450 solds, then divide 20,000 by 450 and it'll tell you your average sale price. So, um, you know, but I'm working really hard 40, to keep 40, that up. 41 bucks. That's good. Mine's 41 So, bucks. you know, yeah, that's, that's really good. So, you know, for me personally, my goal is to keep it above $50. You know, if I can keep my average sale price above $50, for the amount of solds that I'm selling, like my store is, is I'm starting to change my store from being like a, a high quantity store to being, to hyper-focusing more on, on quality. So, you know, I, 
for example, I have over 1500 active listings on my eBay store and everybody says, oh, you got to sell 1% of your inventory or you don't have good inventory, you know, but I'm not selling 1% of my inventory every day. I'm not selling 15, 16 items a day, every single day. Some days I sell four items. Some days I sell eight. Some days I sell 12. Some days I sell 20, you know, but for the most part, it's below 1% almost every day. And that's okay with me though, because my average sale price is over $50. I'd much rather sell five items for $50 for $250 a day in sales than have to sell 20 items at $15 each to make $250 a day. It's, it's so much more work to sell $10, $15 items and pack those up every day. So that's what I'm working on. Nice. Yeah, I I feel like I've said that probably like 10 times and I feel like a lot of resellers have have said that, but I keep I keep selling the the smaller the smaller items cuz you know, I've talked about I think we've talked about it in a couple episodes of the podcast, but I use the 3 Ps when it comes to sourcing. Um, you know, profit, prep and packing. Like if the profit is low, like if I'm going to make $10 on an item, it needs to require no prep. And it needs to fit in a padded envelope, you know, like with my golf club head covers that I bought, like I'm making, you know, eight to $10 in profit on each one of those, but they take two pictures to list, no room to store. And I throw them in a padded envelope and ship them out, you know, and the yeah. buyers are paying shipping. So like, yeah, yeah that's hurting my average sell, sale price, but I'm not going to just not, <laughs> you know, I'm selling like, you know, like three to five of them every day, you know? So it's like, you know, 40, 50 bucks a day from those smaller items that a lot of sellers would have skipped over, you know, wouldn't have bought that. It was a viewer reached out for it. And I feel like a lot of resellers would have said no, but I saw what, you know, I saw what the, what the brands were and everything. I was like, okay, those are going to sell quick. They're going to be super easy the whole, throughout the whole process. Uh, and I've been really happy with that. I agree. I mean, if the process is easy for something, then I have, I have no problem listing or selling something like that, but I'm not going to buy like, you know, a pair of rollerblades, you know, for a dollar, even if they sell for $12 plus shipping, you know, to make eight or 10 bucks, because you got to bubble wrap the rollerblades, you got to find a box they fit in, you got, you know, it's just, and then you got to wait, you know, yeah. it's going to be like five to six pounds. And, you know, you don't want them to scratch each other and leave scuff marks, but throwing something in a padded, you know, poly bag or something like that, and just shipping it out. I, that's why I love t-shirt sales as much as I'm trying to slowly mm -hmm. move away from picking up as much clothing as I used to, um, being a lot more disciplined in that. Uh, it's so easy to take a t-shirt, throw it in a poly bag and, and ship it out. And so, you know, um, yeah, I do, I do enjoy those sales because of the, how easy they are, which is why I'm okay selling a $25 shirt or $20 shirt. Same thing. So, um, one question I wanted to get through here is what do you guys do when you guys get likers on your items? So like basically every single time I have like off, like something like there's a watcher on one of my items on, on eBay, do you guys send it out instantly or do you guys kind of just wait it out? How do you guys, um, how do you guys do that? Well, what do you do? Well, I basically, whenever I see it, I send on an offer. Like I never have it where I have a hundred offers or anything like that. Like I send it out cause I want to make that sale. Um, do you guys, you know, hold back and say, all right, I just wanted to sell full price or you're waiting for that offer 
or are you are you guys trying to send out that offer to the people i don't have notifications turned on well for I look, when i get new watchers because i have well i just you see it when you look at your 90 day total it will say like send yeah. offer you know send offers to buyers or whatever oh okay i do that about once a week i go through you know joey helped me when we road tripped up to josh to shoot the 100k video he was looking at my ebay store and my numbers and some things and he was like drew you can send offers to watchers on 650 of your listings and i was like i was like okay and so he's like we're gonna make you some sales right now and he took my phone and he's like telling me a title he's like gap sweatshirt hoodie and i was and i was like uh and i was like he would tell me the price 1999 i'd be like 15 dollars, and then he'd go to the next one he'd just start sending <laughs> offers and um we actually made quite a few sales from it but i do it now since that day when we road tripped up there i do it about once a week now um i go through and i send offers but the problem is is like i have some sports cards listed like some lower tier sports cards like panini prisms and stuff listed for like four dollars and 99 cents plus shipping and i'm like I'm not going to send out offers for $3. Like it's just, it's not worth my time to ship if someone's just not going to buy a $4 card. So, you know, I just skip over those ones, but um, yeah, I do it about once a week yeah. now. I think it depends on like how, like how badly you want sales. Like for me personally, like, um, yeah, I'm super blessed with YouTube. So I'm not like, worried about getting ebay sales like if something sells it sells you know i, I might go through like like you said maybe once a week and just send out offers i've got a, a, this set of lamps that i found in a goodwill mystery palette got them listed for like 249 dollars because a bunch of people told me to list them high and of course they've been listed for like almost a year mm -hmm. so i send out offers on those for like 100 bucks i should probably just drop the price to 100 bucks um but because they have like six or seven watchers but nobody ever buys them mm -hmm. um but for the most part like I don't know. Like I, I just, I mean, I've got like 50, 55 offers or 55 items eligible for, for me to send offers right now. And it's just, <laughs> I just, I just sent out offers to a watcher uh, just to see if I could get a sale during the podcast. It was a, a gap hoodie for $20. I just sent a $16 offer and it just sold. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but I've had, I swear I've had that hoodie for like two years. It was like one of the first clothing items I ever picked up. And the pictures are horrible, see, like, so I'm glad. You see, I'm glad. You see, sold. that's what I'm saying. Like, if you guys, like the people that are listening, obviously, <laughs> um, you know, I I would check that out, guys. If you guys aren't doing that, and you know, sales are slow, or you're trying to make some extra income, and you have 50 likers on or 50 watchers on on your items, you know, send out some offers, make some money. I mean, put in that extra step to you know, make that extra cash. Cause that's what I do. You know, I, I see an offer or a liker or whatever it's called for you, a watcher. And I send out an offer instantly just so, because they, they clicked it, they watched it. So they're thinking about buying it. If you send them a decent offer they're you know, they're going to, what's the right word. They're going to plunge into it. You know, they, they want it, you know, they just yeah. want it at a lower price. So, but see the, the issue with the issue I face is that I think a lot of my watchers are either YouTube viewers that are just like, curious to see when an item sells yeah they're like oh he picked that up that candle from the goodwill bins he's got listed for 70 dollars. i'm gonna watch that so i get notified if it's if it's sold mm. and so it's frustrating because like especially stuff if i like show it in like that uh that piggy bank that glass piggy bank that I showed in a recent video mm. i think they had like 10 watchers like the day after the video 
after I listed it and it sold today, but I'm like, I'm not going to send offers on that because right. it's, a, it's a, the demand for that item isn't high enough to, to warrant 20 watchers organically. Like I'm a hundred percent sure those came from the YouTube video. Mm -hmm. So that kind of throws me off sometime. But if you're a reseller without a YouTube audience or social media following and you have 20 watchers on something, then yeah, it's, I mean, chances are, you know, that'll sell if you send out an offer. But I mean, I've got stuff that's $20 with five watchers and I can send out offers of $8 and nobody buys it. I'm like, why are you watching it if you don't buy it yeah. with a more than 50% price drop? Well, also, also they have where if you look at the item like two or three times, it automatically watches the item for you, which is weird. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've had where I'm looking up an item and then I, I click out of it and I click back into it and then it says seller sent you an offer. It's like, I wasn't even watching that, but I guess, you know, every time you look at it frequently, it will basically be a watcher, you know, which is actually kind of cool for people who are buying, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think ahead. that I think I think that that is very important that Joey's Joey's bringing that up because it can definitely like for one boost your sales and for two at the end of the day like you're running a business here you're not trying you know we're all in the business of selling stuff not keeping stuff so if you're not listing your items with a little bit of room for negotiation then you're probably you know need to reevaluate your business model because if you list something for forty nine ninety nine. Even if the comps are there and you expect it to sell for $49.99, if someone sends you a $45 offer, are you going to take it? Most people would say yes, but some people, you know, if you list that same item for $59.99 and then you get a $49.99 offer, you're going to take it, you know? So it depends on how you, how you list your stuff. Like I know on Poshmark, because I, I resell on multiple platforms, I sell on Poshmark and Mercari and Depop, Poshmark you know, one thing that they very, they promote, the platform promotes a lot is people adding items to their bundle. And so that's kind of like essentially someone being a watcher on eBay. Someone puts it in their bundle, like they're interested in buying it and you can send them an offer right away. I used to not send offers when people made bundles and now I, I do it a lot more. It doesn't necessarily yield me a lot more sales, but every once in a while, if someone adds an $89 pair of shoes to their bundle and I sell them send them a $79 offer with discounted shipping, like within two minutes of them adding it, it's still fresh in their brain that they're interested in them and they could impulse buy it. So, and then on Mercari, I do a lot of promoting. So you can promote up to 10 items a day on Mercari. So if an item has a lot of likers on it, uh, on Mercari, which is kind of like watchers on eBay, I'll either send offers directly to the likers or I'll promote the item and it normally automatically will do 5%. So a hundred dollar item, it'll lower the price to $95 and then it'll re promote it within Mercari's platform, you know, like boost it to the top of the search ranks for that category again. So each platform's a little bit different. Um, but I think that you should be doing that in your business to some extent. It, none of no reselling platform is just a set it and forget it, you know, for the rest of your life type of business. So, um, yeah, I think that's really important. Speaking, of speaking, of course, my brother, through and... speaking of important, Joey, let's talk about the importance of your new uh, title as vice president, not really vice president, but runner up to Walter Blake Noblock's 2021 reseller March Madness bracket. For those of you guys who don't know, 
Walter Blake Noblock on uh, YouTube <laughs> and W. What are y'all laughing at? I'm laughing. I'm laughing because Vice President. I was thinking of like <laughs> what our world would look like if like two people running for president and like whoever lost was just vice president. Yeah. And I was picturing like the the comedy, the pure comedy that would be like President Biden with Vice President Trump. Just constantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, okay. that would be crazy. Uh, so yeah, Joey. Uh, well, first of all, uh, shout out to Drew, Prophet Monsters. Uh, he had a, a valiant effort, but he did lose to me in the first round of the reseller bracket tournament put on by our good friend, Blake Knobloch. We should have Blake on the podcast sometime because he's a really interesting dude. Um, yeah, he's very it, cool. It was fun. Second round, I went up against uh, Hustle and Hooks. I think that was yeah. my second round. Uh, creamed him like corn. Then I went up against Lonnie. <laughs> uh, Lonnie shed flips. Uh, I was actually kind of nervous about this one because um, I don't know. I think the people that like Lonnie like really like him, but I think it helped that he like didn't care. Like he doesn't even check his Instagram, you know? So uh creamed him like corn as well. Uh, and then here comes, here comes, here comes trouble. Um, Joey bought a bing. Uh, and I was like, I, it, it was just a weird situation. Cause I'm like, I mean, it's Joey. I love him so much, but like also it'd be cool to win, you know? And I didn't be cool to cream him like corn. It'd be cool to cream him like corn. But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of want Joey to win. So I, I didn't really promote it. I was just like, hey, final round. I'm going against Joey. Vote for me if you want. Um, Joey went all out. He was uh, handing out flyers on his mail route. I was. He was uh, <laughs> visiting nursing homes and giving out free cell phones. I was flying out to different states. I was flying out to different states to campaign. You know, it was. <laughs> yeah, he campaigned harder than anybody's ever campaigned before. It beat me by what three, three or four? It was votes? like four votes. Yeah, four votes. Um, but yeah, I, I was actually I was happy that it came down to you and Chris instead of me and Ashley, because like. Me and Ashley don't really need the the, the publicity, mm -hmm. you know. I'm like, I'm glad it's like two underdogs, yeah. like going for champions. Like, this is really fun. It was so it came down to you and Chris, and then what happened? And then I don't know how this even happened because it it came to us in the championship. Shout out to Flip the World; he's an absolute beast. Um, but it it was 53 to 47, and there was four minutes left. Chris called me and said, "Yo, dude, congratulations! You won." Like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you won. You can go to Disney World. Like, it, it's awesome, you know, whatever. <laughs> and literally, guys, four minutes before, it goes to 50-50. Like, I don't know how that even happens. Like, I don't know if there was some behind the scenes. Like, I have no idea. But all I know, it was a great finale, and it was a tie. So the tie happened. And Walter was like, yo, we got to have a serious talk. I'm like, dude, what happened? Like, it's 50-50. And he's like, all right, well, this is going to be a tiebreaker. And what you guys got to do is you got to go to the thrift store and go get a tie and bring it to your eBay store, set it on an auction, and pick a charity of your, of your choice. And whoever wins that wins the championship as the tiebreaker, literally, because we're, you know, we're selling a tie. And, you know, I went to the thrift store. I made a video. Um, you know, I found a Looney Tunes 1993 like tie with all like the characters on it and flip the world had like a smiley face American flag tie. It was pretty cool. Um, and we, it, it was a 24 hour listing 
Um, my my proceeds went to South Florida Cancer Association. Um, my my grandma has cancer, of you know she has cancer, and I thought that would be a great uh, association to give the chair you know for the charity. Um, and I raised two hundred and seven dollars, yep. and uh, flip the world. Chris r- raised five hundred and twenty. So that that was crazy. I'm just so wow. blessed that all that money you know went to you know our charities, and you know I'm just super pumped that. I was even in the championship or even just to be a part of this was just super humbling. And I'm just so glad to be a part of it, you know? So I thought it was awesome. And Chris, you won. Congrats. I didn't didn't realize how, I didn't realize how the auctions ended up. Like I just knew Chris won like 500 bucks. That's crazy. It's basically a competition of who has richer friends. Uh, That's basically what he said. He said on his Instagram, he said on his Instagram something like he was like in the dumpster drinking like a sparkling cider. And he's like, we did it, guys. I just want to say shout out to my brothers for bidding. So I don't know if it was like actual his brothers or if he was just saying like brothers like my friends. Um, but either way, I mean, I give that man a lot of credit because he's he very so active fun, on Instagram. So much fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's very active on Instagram and uh, YouTube in the reselling community. And I mean, the guy has eight kids, you know, I, I struggle putting out YouTube videos with two kids, you know, and, and a wife and he has eight kids and he, I don't have any kids <laughs> and I struggle. So anyway, the, the guy is like, he, like, like Joey said, I mean, he's a beast and uh, it was cool to see like two underdogs. You know, at first I thought Dante prison to profit might have, you know, come in for a little, uh, a little underdog story as well. Cause he was going hard for it. He was pushing it and it looked like he might, he, he was going to win for a little while, you know, in his bracket and, um, part-time pickers went against him and he like posted on his Instagram. I don't know what this competition is, but the guy going against me really wants to win. So go vote for him. <laughs> so, um, Matt was like, what is this? I don't, I, I don't I don't understand what this is. I don't care about this. Vote for Dante. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, but it was just really cool to even be a part of it. And go ahead, dude. I went against, I went against some big dogs, man. I I feel like I did, dude. I went against Reezy resales and I don't know how I beat him. He was like the number one seed and I I beat him. Um, It's, it's, it's not about like, I mean, he was a number one, he he was a top seed because it went off like subscriber numbers. But if you went on like actual engagement, you know, like how many people are actually engaging with your videos and like are willing to take the time to vote for you on an Instagram contest. Um, I I mean, Reezy's a cool guy and I like his videos, but I think his channel is older. And although he has a lot of subscribers, I think not a lot of them are active. Like he doesn't get a ton of views Mm -hmm. in terms of like subscriber to view ratio. Um, So I, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely a great entrepreneur. He's like, you know, dabbled in so many things. He has like his coffee stuff that he sells now. If you ain't dipping, you slipping or whatever it is. Sipping. If you ain't, if you ain't sipping, you slipping. Sipping, sipping, you flip. Uh, so he's, he's really good at marketing. Um, but I think, I think you have such a new audience. Like every, pretty much everybody that watches your videos right now are, are newly subscribed, you know, within the last year or mm-hmm. so. And they're still actively watching your channel and you're a really easy person to root for as well. So it was super, I, fun. I think, um, uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out Walter. That's crazy. Like shout out Walter. That was a great idea, man. I think that, I think that it would be really cool. He was talking, Blake was talking about at the end of the championship, 
that he had some other ideas for things that he wanted to do. And I've always wanted to do a reseller Olympics, but had no way to mm-hmm. put it on, but like get, you know, like a hundred resellers together and just do like all sorts of random stuff where it was like, you know, um, like a, you know, the, the quarter mile, you know, uh, uh what's it called? Like, what's it not speed running, but dash like the court, the 40 yard dash, but there's like, there's like t-shirts or thrifted items along the way. You got to like run, pick it up, put it in a Goodwill bag and then keep going. You know what I mean? And just do like funny reseller games. Like who can bench press the most Goodwill bags or something, you know, and you add like thrifted weight to it. I don't know. Just something funny. Um, I feel like that would be so yeah. much fun. And then just to get together with a bunch of people and do it and uh, just have like a really good time. And then, you know, like have a water balloon fight at the end or something like that. I feel like that would be so much fun to, to get together. And Walter could be the guy that would like actually put that together. You know, I could see him like standing at the top of a stadium, looking down on all the resellers being like, <laughs> you know, you know how, um, how eloquent he is when he talks and he uses like really big words and stuff. You know, I couldn't even, I couldn't even do yeah. an impression of him, but I could just see him like, I can't even like give an example. <laughs> yeah. Because he talks, and he now, talks so eloquently in this corner. <laughs> Well, his voice is perfect for it too, but I'm talking about like his, his diction and his syntax is just like friends, thrifters, resellers, entrepreneurs, welcome one and welcome all to possibly the greatest event that history has ever seen, you know? And then he just goes on (laughs) anyway. I think it'd be a lot of fun. So Walter, if you're listening to this, if you don't know him, it's, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to like you know get across what we're talking about but definitely go check out his channel uh, i'll link his channel in the description of the the youtube version of this podcast um he's over a hundred thousand subs I, I think we're like neck and neck i was excited to like finally pass him but i don't know if i passed him yet last time i checked he was like a hundred and one thousand and i'm about there so we'll have to i, I need to talk to him it's, it's so so i can officially you know rub it in his face <laughs> <laughs> but i love him so much he's just such a cool such a cool guy. Again, we got to get him on the uh, on the podcast soon. Speaking of uh, subscribers, our our triple third podcast just got over a thousand. So shout out to all the listeners on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, especially cool because we don't do like the video version. It's just audio. Yeah. So it's like if we did if we did all episodes video, it'd be much easier to gain subscribers. Mm-hmm. I think like engagement. I think one of my favorite things about being a reseller is just the, um, and I was actually watching Commonwealth Flippers video with Dante prison to profit while I was on my way to the post office today. And just the amount of people that are so like supportive and stuff where people are like in their, you know, shipping room, shipping out packages on a Monday. And they're like tagging me on Instagram going, getting my early morning hustle on with the triple thrift podcast and like tagging all three of us. Cause they're, listening to the podcast as they're shipping like people are listening to me talk about my business it's just so so cool like just i I don't care if six people listen to it or six million people listen to it but just the fact that there's people out there that find value in it uh and enjoy listening to it as they're working or, or doing their daily their daily job or if they're like in a goodwill thrifting they put their headphones in and they listen to the podcast like it's just so cool so I'm really thankful to to all the listeners and the viewers because I love making these podcasts. Like I would record every day if Joey wasn't a full-time mailman. I would get up at 6 a.m. and record with Josh and Joey every day. So 
maybe that'll be the thing that mm-hmm. gets me up every morning is when Joey goes full time before Josh's golf games every morning, we'll start recording podcasts together. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, again, it's just, it's so, it's so humbling that there are people out there that, um, you know, are just listening to us and, and getting value and, and enjoying the content that we're putting out. So I love talking about these and, uh, you know, as, with all of that, it's, it's kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of interesting to me because I love recording these podcasts because I love talking about reselling, but these types of videos are not what people are watching on YouTube on a daily basis. And so like, for me, I've been kind of struggling in my YouTube videos to figure out, you know, what kind of content can I put out that people are going to actually watch because I don't want to just make videos and, and, you know, that people are going to skip through or just not watch, you know, just to put out videos. Like I'd rather just put out stuff that people are going to be able to watch or, you know, learn from like Josh's, you know, five tips for, you know, you know, selling things better, faster, you know, about camera angles and lighting and stuff like that, you know? Um, so I've taken a little bit of a break from YouTube, not like gone, but just, I've slowed down making content because I'm trying to find exactly what I want to make that I'm happy doing. Um, because I don't like the editing part, which we've talked about before. It's just, I'm not good at it. And I've, I feel like I have the creative ideas in my head, but I can't execute them on a computer or on iMovie or on any, you know, editing software. So I'm getting to the point that if I want to continue YouTube, I'm probably going to hire someone to edit my videos for me. Uh, just because I want them to be, you know, really good that people are going to enjoy them. And uh, um, I just think that that's probably the best move for me. So I can focus more on, on the reselling side, you know, because I love making content, but I just, yeah. I don't, I don't like sitting down for two hours and editing. Like I just get, I get like, um, not shaky. That's not the right word, but I just get like anxious. Like I could be in my living room taking pictures and doing listings right now or something. So yeah. Um, you know, it's a different perspective I mean, than could, from Josh. You could just focus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love editing. I, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely like, I mean, we just have different passions. Like your passion is reselling, like the process of reselling and mine is, I mean, I, I'm still passionate about finding things and I like taking good photographs and sometimes I like shipping, but I always like creating videos. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know, man. Cause it's like, I'm trying to think of like advice to give you like based on your channel. I, I don't know. I mean, it's if you get into like hiring people to edit your videos, like it's not cheap and you'd pro- like, I'm not, I don't know how many videos you could make. Like even just to where like the money you make from YouTube would probably just all go back into like paying your editor, you know? Right. Well, and ultimately know, like it would be, Ultimately, when I started making YouTube videos, I did it for two reasons. The first one was to document my reselling journey so I could see how far I've come, the stuff that I used to pick up, the stuff that I'm selling now. Um, And there's a couple people that told me I should never start a YouTube channel. It's a waste of time. There's no money in YouTube. And I've always wanted to prove them wrong. So I'll I'll keep those those names, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, personal. But, you know, I've wanted to prove them wrong for a really long time. And, uh... I think that I think that 
the other thing that I've wanted to do is to help people and to teach people like, listen, if you hate your nine to five, if you hate the rat race, you can do the same thing I'm doing and you can make money. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, like I've got probably five or six videos I could put out right now. You know, I've got two wholesale unboxing videos. I've got a what sold video. I've got, um, uh, a, a garage sale haul video and I've got a thrifting video that I could all put out, but it's just like the time it takes for me to clip everything together and edit it. It's just, I'd much rather just spend the time cleaning and listing that stuff than sitting down. I just can't sit down and and focus. Like I'd have to, I'd have to edit like 10 minutes and then get up, go do something, come back and edit for 10 minutes where I could sit and list for eight hours. So anyway, Joey, what do you think? I, I am both of you guys like combined, like I love doing the YouTube and I love doing reselling. Like I could do both of it and be happy because I know it's either one, it's, it's one's going to make me money and one's going to make me happy. Like they both, but they both do, you know, I I just love making YouTube videos. If I could do that full time, (laughs) dude, I'm telling you, I would. Um, I just love making videos and going back and being able to, you know, I'm editing like really fast. And I don't want to do it fast as I want to do it right, but I just don't have such minimal time. I don't have all the time in the world to make a YouTube video and to list and to work full time. I mean, I'm a mailman. Like there's just not enough time in the day to do everything and have a family or hang out with my girl, hang out with my family to have fun. I mean, I, I barely play video games. I used to play video games every night before I go to bed. Like it was just a ritual. And now it's like, I don't even do that. You know, um, it's just finding that time is just hard. But if you're not passionate about it, you know, like like Drew, if like if you're not passionate about, you know, the editing, maybe Josh can do it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I I just I don't know, man. I keep thinking about what Ren, about what Renzi I keep thinking about what Renzi says about like, you know, stop being romantic to what's not working and start, you know, pouring gas on what does. So I mean, if you're reselling, you know, 40 hours a week and you're making ten thousand dollars a month and you're youtubing five hours a week and you're making nothing then if you of course if you're starting out then that's going to be the thing but if you've been doing youtube for you know five years and you haven't gotten traction yet then maybe you should just stick with reselling you know just take those extra five hours and put them with reselling and just make more money that way because i mean i've said before youtube is not for everybody yeah. there's just i mean you could have you could have edio you could have videos with a good camera and good sound and good editing but sometimes it's just you know, it's just not, it just doesn't click with your audience, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say that like, I, I enjoy making YouTube videos, but I think if I, if I didn't have like my audience participation, if I didn't see like the success that comes with pretty much each upload, it would definitely hurt my motivation, you know, um, in my business, yeah, I'm going to follow the money. You know, I, I spend, I spend more time on YouTube than I do reselling because I make more money with YouTube than I do reselling. You know, if I made more money reselling than I did YouTube, then I'd probably switch swap, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, I've always said, I was doing a, a, like a class thing with Becky Park the other day, like talking to her students. And I was like, you know, if you have a, a landscaping business and you, you know, cut grass and you cut shrubs and you make $10,000 a month cutting shrubs and you make $200 a month cutting grass, what are you going to try to cut more of? Yeah. You know? Like you're going to go out there and try to find as many shrubs as possible. And the same thing can be found with like reselling in YouTube. Like what works, you know, if you've got a really streamlined reselling process and you're, 
you know, you can find quality inventory and you love listing it and you love shipping it. And you love flipping it. Like why even, why bother with YouTube? You know, I'm not saying that to you guys. I'm just saying in general, like people, people listening yeah. to this, like, I don't know. I've just seen a lot of people that, you know, putting so much time and effort and energy into YouTube videos and they're getting, you know, 20 views yeah. consistently yeah. for like a year. I, I think that, I think that there is a little bit of like a, like a split between, you know, people chasing YouTube for money and not chasing YouTube because they enjoy being a teacher. They enjoy helping people, you know, and then letting the money follow. And, you know, with reselling, it's either you do it to make money or you do it because you found the community of reselling and it's like your hobby. There's really, I don't think many other, like nobody does reselling and is like, well, I'm just going to do this because I, I hate it. You know what I mean? But a lot of people do YouTube and hate it, but put out the, put out the videos because they just, they're chasing the money or they're chasing the fame. You know, like you don't see me on Instagram going, everybody follow me on YouTube. I need 10 K subs. I need 10 K subs, you know, cause I think I'm at like 7,500 or something and I've been doing it for almost two years, you know? And so I'm not like out mm -hmm. there you know, desperately begging people to subscribe to my channel because that's not going to get me people to watch my videos. I want to organically grow from people who yeah. are actually going to watch my content, you know, um, and I want the videos that I put out to be something that actually help people. Like when I share my what sold videos, you know, I want people to actually learn something. I don't want to just make videos and say, here's my what sold. I'm, I'm doing this for clout. So you guys can see that I'm selling golf clubs for 49.99. You know, like it's not, it's not like that. So, you know, there's a yeah. really big mental uh, block for a lot of people that only do YouTube because they're trying to chase money. And, you know, yeah. the month, the money is, is in the, in the reselling niche, it's such a small market to begin with, you know, to be able to capitalize on when there's so many resellers that if you're only doing it for the money, you're never going to be happy with making YouTube videos. Like I like making videos because I like helping people and I like teaching people and I like encouraging and motivating people to say like, Hey, you can do this if you want. And this is how easy it is, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But I don't, you know, money is secondary to me, which is why I just don't care about YouTube as much as you know, as other people, because I'm not doing it to chase money. It would be nice to get paid from YouTube, you know, but I'm not just like doing it just to beg for YouTube subscribers to get paid because, you know, I already am making a lot more money on uh, more money reselling. And I think that there's, there's both sides of it. I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with getting paid from YouTube, especially if you're able to capitalize on that market. It's just like Josh said, I think that, yeah, you know, not everybody is, is cut out to be, you know, I don't want to say one of the greats, but, you know, like in every section of YouTube, there are certain people that just stand out, you know, like you have your video game players, you know, you have your people like Mr. Beast and Dude Perfect, you know, and in the sporting world, you have, you know, like Brody Smith who does trick shots and like all these different types of people, you know, the cooking channels and the food channels and, you know, Matt Eats or whatever, Maddie, Maddie Eats, I don't know, like you have all these different channels. And there will always be smaller channels underneath it. And then there will always be like the top dogs. And I, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being hard on myself, but I don't ever think I'll be a top dog because I just don't see myself as 
putting that much time and effort into my videos to really like, you know, blow my channel up, you know, to the point where I think, you know, I, I will say it like if 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 you have a future as, you know, quote, top dog, I think you're going to know it pretty early on. Um, like a few people I can think of, like Kayla, the homeschooling picker, I think she's going to be like a, a really big reselling YouTube channel in the next couple of years. As long as she keeps up, you know, as long as she stays who she is and keeps up her consistency. Um, same with Brittany, Essential Endeavors. I think she's got she's just really good. You know, her videos are good. Her editing's good. Her personality's good. Um, I think a lot of it, especially in the thrifting videos, like reselling side of things, I think so much of it is based on personality. Like, it's just you have to have something about you that people enjoy watching because basically we're all making the same videos. We're all going yeah. to garage sales. We're all going to flea markets. We're all going to thrift stores. We're all doing what's sold videos. So, like, what makes you special? Why should I watch you versus the other 15,000 reseller YouTube channels, you know, mm -hmm. for Kayla, it's, you know, her crazy accent and like just her energy on camera for Brittany, it's her professionalism and in, in her, in her speaking, you know, and, and her editing is really good. Um, I'm not like, I, I watch Brittany's videos because I just like her as a person. Like I don't find her content like super applicable to me because she's more like clothing reseller, you know, different platforms. Um, but I still watch cause I enjoy her personality. So not saying you have a bad personality, Drew, but sometimes you can have like a really good personality in person and it just doesn't come across on camera, you know? Yeah. And again, it's not about you. I'm just, I'm trying to think like, the only exception, I guess would be like Matt part-time pickers. Like, I feel like he's a pretty like bland person who has like gotten past the personality stage of YouTube and people just watch him because he, he just provides valuable content. Like he's yeah, talking I mean, about he's things that, yeah, he's a wealth of knowledge. Like, you know what I mean? Like not many yeah. people, people know vintage t-shirts and picking up diapers and then picking up tools and then picking up kids toys and then picking up, I mean, the man picks up everything and you can, you know, you can learn yeah. something from. And it's things that up. nobody else is picking up. Like, like my videos, I've, I've never picked up something that I haven't seen somebody else pick up before. Like I, I'm not. I'm like a, a, a middleman of information. Like I watch YouTube videos in the beginning and I, I've learned what sold. And I learned how to do the business. And then I package it up in my own videos and put my own little spin on it and, you know, spit it out there to my audience. And people find my videos because it, you know, I'm lucky enough to be pushed in the YouTube algorithm. And, you know, they think, oh, thanks to you for telling me about Hoka's. And like, I learned about Hoka's from Bonafide Hustler and Profit Monsters. You know, I didn't, I didn't just wake up one day and decide to start selling Hoka's. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man, it's, it's tough to grow on YouTube, but I think, I think if you're going to be good at it, you're going to know quickly if you've done YouTube for, I mean, there's some people, it, it's all relative. You know, you've been doing it for a couple of years, you're 7,500 subs. Some people have been doing it for four years and they're at 500 subs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it, and it's all, all, relative. I think it's all in your head, Drew. I, like I've been saying, like I, you got to do what makes you happy. And if it doesn't make you happy, then, you know, take your you know time somewhere else you know not to be harsh but you know I, I feel like you have the passion for it i just you have to execute and you know not worry about anybody else and just do what you do like just do what you do and that's that's what josh does do josh even said in his uh story today or or yesterday or the other day he was just like hey this is a vlog style video and you know 
you know, just do what, do what makes you happy, bro. Like even for me, like I put out videos yeah. and I don't know anything about reselling. I could tell you 0%, but like, like, like Josh said, you know, it's, it's about the personality and just having fun with it. Like I, you know, I said, kicking in the bucket, you know, like I just want to make people laugh and just smile. Like that's the, that's the whole point of me doing YouTube that, and, and reselling is just what I love to do. Like for myself, like I, I just love it. And to just to make yeah. videos about it is just all, all the end result for me is just happiness, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. You know. Well, I, I appreciate both of you guys, you know, Tell, telling me you know those things it means a lot to me like I, one thing that i will admit you know to you guys and anybody listening is like i struggle big time with comparing myself to other people just because i'm naturally competitive and it's not like mm-hmm. i'm it's not like i do it in a jealous way it's just like natural for me to you know to to notice those things and be like you know oh man this person has a thousand subs and they're getting you know two thousand views every video and I'm putting out a video and I'm getting, you know, 700 views, you know, why is this, you know, whatever. And it's not, I shouldn't be doing it. And I know it's, it's not good to do that. And so like, that's one reason why I stepped away from YouTube for a little bit is to just kind of refocus myself and, and focus on my own life and stop worrying about other people and their, their success. It, you know, like I'm happy for them, you know, like Justin, the flipping accountant is doing these Walmart, you know, clearance videos. And I mean, he's blowing up and I think it's awesome, you know? But my videos have nothing yeah. to do with Walmart clearance, so I can't compare myself to him. You know, a lot of people want to know the Walmart yeah. clearance because people want to get into Amazon, people want to get into retail arbitrage, and people want to know like, oh, I can go to Walmart and buy 18 boxes of Legos, send them into Amazon and make $300, you know, and, and for me, that doesn't excite me at all, you know, like going to a Walmart and scanning stuff every day. Yeah. And, and so many of those people... You know, the reason why, for example, Justin, I think is doing really good is because he's not making it a secret. He's not like hiding all his stuff with a tarp, yeah. you know, and saying like, found a bunch of RA at Walmart, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. He's like literally showing you I'm scanning these Legos and this is what I'm sending in, you know, and everything with Amazon for yeah. so many sellers is such a secret because you can't have competition or you'll lose your margins. So, yeah. um, he's you know, a really good niche though, because the typically the Legos that he's sending in are retired. So there's not like somebody can go find, you know, a hundred of these and like kill his competition. Like those, they're pretty rare, the stuff that he's sharing in videos. And I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure he's waiting a couple weeks or at least a week or so after he's like buying the items to post the videos just so he can like check, at least check his local stores and make sure there's no other supply available before he shares the information. But I, yeah. I do think that that's why he's so successful because typically RA videos are just like, I don't know, clearance section. I found this thing for $2 and sells for seven, but he's like finding, you know, actually good profit margins and consistently, but the same thing, like I'm not comparing myself to him because I don't have an interest in that. Like I'm not, right. I don't even want to make a video attempting it because I've tried, I've talked to him like on Instagram, I'm like, okay, I'm at Walmart. What do I do? <laughs> and I did everything he told me to do and I didn't find anything. I was like, this is just a waste of time. Yeah, I feel like, like it's I'm a waste gonna, of time too. Gonna, I feel like it's a total waste I'm of like, time. I'll just let, yeah, I'll, I'll let Justin and all the RA guys have all the Legos and video games and I'll just stick with, you know, yard sales and golf vlogs. <laughs> you know, do, do what works for you. Yeah, I think that's so important. And that's really what I've been hyper focusing on. And I I talked, I was telling Joey this the other day, he was encouraging me. I've just been focusing on myself because it's, it's been a character flaw of mine for, you know, the last 20 years 
since I started playing competitive sports in high school. It's just like, I was never the all-star player, but I was good. You know, like I was on the swim team and the water polo team. I was never the, the, the podium finisher on the swim team, but I was always one of the better players in water polo, but I wasn't the best until my senior year. I was pretty much the best player on the team my senior year, but I worked really hard for that. And so, you know, from then I had, you know, a bread route. I owned my own scooter and motorcycle shop and like my store, my route was never the top performing route. No matter how hard I tried, no matter how many displays I got for my bread and my donuts and my bagels, you know, at my bread route stores, I could never, you know, make it to the top, the top sellers list. And, you know, uh, my scooter shop was a franchise, no matter how hard I push, no matter how many hours I put in staying late to fix people's scooters. So, you know, anyway, I've just never been like the best, you know what I mean? Or something like that. So I've gotten to a point where. Um, I'm just focusing on what I enjoy and what I enjoy is providing for my family, having the freedom to do what I want, when I want, if I want to stay up late and play guitar hero, or if I want to go to bed early, or if I want to take my family to Disney, you know, I don't have to ask off work. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to make a YouTube video explaining why I don't have a video coming out this week because I went to Disney, you know, and that's what makes me happy is doing what I want when I want you know? And so with all that being said, I love you That's guys key, so much. Reezy, Reezy resell says, um, well, he is, it wasn't his quote. I think it was maybe like a Bob Marley quote or something. And it was like, you know, money is just a number and numbers are endless. So if, if you find happiness and like earning money and like growing your business, you're never going to be truly happy. Cause there's always going to be like, Oh, I'm gonna hit a, a $30,000 90 day total and then a 50 and then a 60 and it's just going to keep going and they're going to be satisfied. You have to have something in life that makes you happy. That isn't, um, that brings you joy and value that is permanent. Um, and you know, I'm not trying to preach to anybody, but for me, that's, you know, my faith and like my relationship with Jesus, that's like the ultimate thing that keeps me going. But then on a more secular level, I mean, I really like, you know, hanging out with my family. I'm looking at Moe's he's in the backyard and I'll, rolling around and it's actually really annoying because we have those like pine tree like little caterpillar looking things and they just cover like he's covered in them right now <laughs> i'm looking right at him he's oh i love him so much but you know i don't know you know i'm your business can fail your youtube channel can be suspended or something you know all that can go away it, it probably won't but it can so just finding something in life that will always be around no matter what i can't think of another thing other than god you know but um again on a more secular level you know spending time with your family playing golf playing guitar hero doing other things <laughs> just doing things that make you happy playing bingo don't, don't... I, i'm i'm not even i'm not even good at guitar hero by the way but i love selling them so <laughs> you know it's just it's just you know, I, I'm, I'm an overthinker. And if you go back onto Tommy Bernhard's channel, when I was on his live and I was talking about, you know, garage flips, having two channels. And like, I was asking, you know, deep questions and stuff. It's just my personality to overthink stuff. And I've, I'm finally getting to a place where I'm just focusing on myself and, and, and my happiness and, you know, obviously pleasing, pleasing God, you know, and doing, doing what God wants me to do. And, um, just living my best life every day. There's no point to compare myself. There's no point to try to be better than anybody else. It's me versus me, 
you know, and that's, that's what I'm kind of living by every day now is me right. versus me. So. So I got to do your only competition is who you were the day before. That's right. Your local mailman. <laughs> All right. We are over an hour. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, episode 19. I think it's episode 19 yeah. of the triple thrift podcast. My name is Josh. That's Drew. I'm pointing to him on the screen. That's jo that's Joey. Love you guys so much. Uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next. See ya. Get my mouse over here and stop.